0: You're listening to The Drew Marshall Show, and now here's Drew and his trusty sidekick for just thinking about it. I was looking in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his land. What's this guy's name, Boris Carlisle? No, and well, suddenly, that's the actor. to my surprise, he did the match,
1: he, he did the, the monster man. Bobby Pickett. It was oh, a yeah. graveyard smash. You know we're novelty songs these days. No life. one comes it out with novelty the songs. <laughs> <laughs> last the last novelty man? song was "Jesus Take the Wheel." <laughs> <From a laboratorium laughs> the to oh yeah, Mick sang a few. I I yeah. 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 Folks, you're listening you to the Drew Marshall, Marshall it Show. It's our Halloween special. We're all in costume here in the radio station, but you'll never know what we look like. Until we take a picture of me holding our next guest's book. Her name is Anne Spangler. She's the author of Wicked Women of the Bible. And uh, we'll send that picture out uh, into our social media things. (laughs) The interwebs. Right now it's time for the pub crawl. And uh, that's usually where we go from topic to topic. Uh, Today it's a special Halloween treat. My dad will be joining us for a little thing we're calling. Meanwhile, back at the funeral home with Grant Marshall. So feel free to call in. Phone lines are open for you right now. 877-569-1250. 877-569-1250. That's 877-JOY 1250. Or you can contact us through uh, Facebook and Twitter uh, with questions you've always wanted to ask about what's you know what happens to your body from the moment you die through the embalming procedure and the preparation of the body for viewing at the funeral home, then burial or cremation, etc. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, back on the Drew Marshall Show, the one and only Mr. Grant Marshall, ladies and gentlemen, Grant Marshall. Good
0: afternoon, Drew.
1: Good afternoon. Sir, how are you today? I am fine. Right. I am fine, As they say up in the old country, and how are you now? Yes, right. Well, we're fine. Good. Good. Well, listen, uh, let's get right to it, because we've got a lot of things to cover. How long were you a funeral director for?
0: Well, forever.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm the class of 1956. Wow. So, figure out. 30, 60 years, I guess.
1: How many funerals do you think you, I mean, I know this is a ridiculous question, but how many funerals do you think you've, um, well, you've been part of? Well, thousands and thousands,
0: of course. Uh, at the funeral home just in Richmond Hill, we had um, around 400 uh, burials and, and the cases every year, so, and I was there for 22 years, so you can add those up, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was well, our life's work, and uh, now we re- are retired and uh, enjoying retirement. Good for you. Uh, I'm not. Um, no. Well, you were raised there, Drew, so you know from day one. You, that was your
1: that was your home. The funeral home was your home. Yeah, <laughs> I've told everyone this uh, numerous times. My first chore, <laughs> because Dad came off the farm, so he made us do chores, uh, yeah. was picking up Kleenexes and petals, flower petals after funerals. That's right and uh then my next job would have been maybe washing cars uh, moving caskets around and then eventually I was uh you know told to put on a suit and go out on a call and I would be going out to various yeah, sure. uh, homicide and suicide scenes. and yeah, you would be on the end of the stretcher and I'd be yeah. on one end and yeah. you'd be on the other yep I do. were you heads or tails <laughs> drew it depend how heavy the person was oh, okay <laughs> So, okay, let's let's go right into some of the questions I think people think and I think people want to know about. Let's say I die at home. Someone in my house dies. What do I do? Well, the very first thing you do is phone your family physician. You can't get a hold of them at home, though. Well,
0: you phone them, and uh, if they're there, a, a doctor has to come. That's the very first thing. We cannot come until the doctor or a coroner, someone who is in authority, comes and... Pronounces you did, but wouldn't you call the and, cops? Wouldn't you call nine one one? Well, you could, it, but that would likely be the second call because the here here comes the doctor, and uh, if you've been doctoring and. Everything seems in order, and you've just passed away, well, right. everything's fine,
1: but... So if it's a palliative situation where the doctor has been in touch with you regularly, and, we, you know, death was imminent, then you would have a way to contact them, probably.
0: Yes. Right. So, so then, uh, if the... But if the room is in a little bit of disarray, and there's pill bottles upset, and then the the doctor will say, I think this
1: is maybe a police matter. Hmm so now they're involved right right here's an awkward question but we're doing it anyway when you die yeah. do you let go of your faculties do you do you do you poop and do you pee uh
0: sometimes sometimes the organs are relaxed and very often you will at both ends have a have a of a movement mhm but uh, sometimes that happens, and sometimes it
1: doesn't. And if it does, well, it gets a little bit messy, obviously. Sure, it sure. has to be dealt with. Okay, and then um, who comes and gets the body? We do. Uh, the,
0: the funeral director of choice will come with his stretcher, and you and I have done it, and we'll go into the bedroom or wherever the deceased is, and uh, we'll put you on our stretcher and uh, tidy up the room uh, and, uh, and leave.
1: Yeah, I want to introduce you to my friend uh, Mick Bennett. Mick is sitting here, and his eyes are rolling Hi. back into his yeah, head, I mean, and wants to ask a we question. We met at
0: dinner one time.
1: Where we met, we met at the oh at the ranch? Yeah, at the ranch. Yeah, right. of course. We anyway, did, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So who, what, what vehicle? You don't bring the the big black roller for that. Well, we one. have what you we got call an a undercover car. vehicle. We have a service car. It's a, uh, the one that we're using now is a Dodge Caravan. And it will hold the stretcher. In fact, it in, will in hold a family it. of six,
1: <laughs> it will hold. So it's straighter.
0: an un, it's an unmarked jobby. Yes, yeah. exactly. you're not, uh, okay. it's that's a little right. more
1: discreet, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so you come and get the body, and uh, uh, and again, you and I, you've mentioned this a couple of times. You and I have done this. Uh, um, there have been some, you know, fairly disturbing things that I've that we've we've seen over the years. Yes, um, guess so. And and then you bring the body back to the funeral home. Uh, does everybody have to be embalmed? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh,
0: th- that used to be the case in my time. Uh, I My first license was an embalmer's license. So we were trained to embalm the body. And uh, everyone, by and large, was embalmed. Huh. And because most people wanted to view the body. And I would say, well, the uh, mother or dad or brother they need to be presentable. And in being presentable, the uh, mouths are closed, the eyes are shut, Uh, the positioning of the body in the casket, they're dressed in their suit or a dress, and they're ready for viewing. Mm -hmm. And that was the case uh, uh, for for long enough. Now, sometimes we, we don't even have a body. The body is cremated right away, and now we're in a room with uh, an urn of ashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's a little different procedure now.
1: Now, as far as you mentioned the, uh, the, the mouth being closed, the eyes being closed, uh, the reflexes of the body when uh, the body dies is, you know, the, how do you get the eyelids to stay shut? How do you get the mouth to stay shut?
0: Well, now you don't, you're asking a little professional question, but uh, uh, to get the eyes shut, there is what we call an eye cap. And to get the mouth shut, there might be a a suture or something that makes sure that the uh, the mouth is closed properly.
1: Okay, and then sometimes the arms, you know, when you, see, you go to a funeral, you see the hands across uh, across their chest, sort of, or their stomach, sort of in a resting position. But when rigor mortis sets in, you know, people don't die in a in a casket position. No, no. So, no, so how do you but, get the limbs to get, well, you know, up there, and then how do you get them to stay there?
0: Well, it's almost impossible if rigor mortis is really stiff. But, but you know, later on, rigor mortis will relax a little bit. Uh, sometimes you just have to uh, do the best you can, and it's, 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 if the arms are going to be by the side, well, they're going to be they're going to stay there.
1: Okay, and uh, I know that sometimes is there not a bit of a glue that goes in between the two hands?
0: Sometimes, yes, that would work. That, which There's are, a special they're... epoxy that, that they, yeah. uh, they use. So
1: it's not like Elmer's white glue. No, no, <laughs> and not duct tape.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's right. Just a little patch on the knuckle of one and the palm of the other, and that would do the trick.
1: Tim, you were going to ask something. Well, two two questions, I guess. One is is um, what do you fill them with? What do you fill what with? Yeah, like you obviously going to drain their blood, right? So you got to well, fill it, them back up.
0: It's an embalming fluid, a solution of formaldehyde and other preservatives. So uh, what, you have, what you put in, of course, you have to take out. And uh, the blood will be uh, the, uh, dispersed with and, uh, and, and an injection in. So that's how the, uh, the, the embalming... Produces.
1: Does it go back into their veins or do you just fill them up like an inner tube? Uh, no, no, no it's it
0: t- in the, into their arteries. Okay. Arteries. arteries is the one we inject in and vein would be the one would, we would drink. So
1: they push the, the basically the embalming pump which has a mm. mixture of embalming fluid and water etc. Um, then you make an incision by the clavicle. You go into the artery or vein. I can't remember dad. In an artery. In the artery and then pushes through the entire circulatory system comes out the vein, goes down the table and then where does all the blood go?
0: Into the sewer system. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Into so, the sewer system. Well like hospitals and all the rest there's a lot goes in that has to be disposed of. I suppose in earlier, earlier days, it might have been uh, dumped in the backyard, but <laughs> it would
1: have been It'd be great fertilizer out in the fields. Yeah. Nice blood and bone, right? Yeah, right In yeah. Australia. Yeah, that's right. Well, what what about after an autopsy? Do you an autopsy? An autopsy? Um, like, do you get them back in bits and pieces, and you have to do your best to put them together and we, to sew them up? Them,
0: yeah, we get them back with with usually without the organs present. They they will want to keep the heart, the muscles, the stomach. So will,
1: usually we just have an empty cavity. So you're right there, Mick. I thought you were going to hurl. What are you going to leaning over your chair for? Um, so <laughs> here, here, it's kind of like you, you, you don't <laughs> you, you don't have to put the body back together. It's not IKEA, okay, Tim? No, no, no. So, but so what happens is they they on, split Tim. the they split on the on sternum chair. open. And they open up the chest cavity, and then they take out the vital organs, and they examine them. The coroner examines them. They do the same thing with the brain. You, you make a saw around the top of the skull, take Shapers. off a skull cap, take out the brain, and you examine them. Look and then you take this. the brain and all of the organs and put them into a bag and put them back in the chest cavity, and they sit there. And so when you embalm a body that's uh, gone through a coroner's uh, inquest, you have to – it's a six-point injection, Dad? That's right. <laughs> oh, that that sounds skills. like a check at a, the at the, <laughs> the garage. Six point injection with it, brand new. <laughs> so you inject down each limb and up and you oh. know, and then and then it all collects in the chest cavity. You take the bag out, and then you have to suck the, that fluid out, and that's kind of oh, the way it, that finishes. It's quite a procedure.
0: Yeah. Wow. But let's get back to Halloween for a second. Why? <laughs> well, we never had anyone come to Halloween.
1: No, knock on the funeral home door and ask for candy.
0: Nobody ever came. (laughs) They always were afraid. Except, except Tina and Sonia, Neil's girls. Yeah, the two. They would always come over and they and
1: score because there'd be a ton of candy because no one else came.
0: Your mom and I would they'd open the door and they'd have costumes and all the rest of it. And they they used to do that every year. Yeah, and even today, I think uh, Christine has two boys, uh, Patrick and Daniel, and. They'll, they'll come. probably come to the house here oh, now. Right. i a. I got a question. i got to ask you two guys. Yeah, yeah. Father and son yes, team here. Yeah. Come on. You must have leapt up out of a coffin in front of somebody. I have some done that. some occasion. Yes.
1: So, yes. Father. Actually, my dad and I used <laughs> to play. You must have
0: gotten in trouble in the funeral.
1: I, I have many times. But my dad and I used to play hide-and-go-seek in the dark in the casket room. <laughs> and I would see his glow-in-the-dark watch, you know, move around, and and I would always Ooh. find him. Right. Until the one day he knocked over a casket. <laughs> Off the off the rack, and he was he was uh, he was not happy. Mm. Yeah. Was there a body in no, the no, casket? No, no, it was or, just oh, a showroom. Oh. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, Drew would pull some real stunts. And, and okay, let's he, move
1: along from this now. He'd have some he'd
0: have some friends over with him, some of school, but I, don't know. I, 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 I I don't really oh, know. Give us <laughs> the
1: dirt. Give us the dirt. I don't I care do. about your technical <laughs> knowledge about the brain and this and that. Real. Okay, one drugs? time, this one time at the funeral home. Um, Sean Gallagher and who was it Andy Walton I can't remember who it was anyway some fri- I had one friend over and I said let's call this other friend and have them come over and you bring them down into the casket room and you tell them let's hide on Drew let's play a joke on Drew and you get him to sort of crouch under and hide underneath this one casket up in the stand well I was in that casket and so when he bent down to hide underneath that casket I reached out and grabbed him Dude, you've never seen anyone move as fast as this guy. He flew up the ramp, out the side, got on his bike, went home, and phoned us, screaming and crying. Never came back. Never came back. No. Didn't have a lot of friends growing up. Um, okay, let's talk about cremation, because that's something I think most people, uh, well, they wouldn't know about. I mean, you know, we're not selling tickets to this stuff. Uh, people have never seen it. So you, you, when people get cremated, first of all, why would they buy a $17,000 casket to burn?
0: Well, they probably wouldn't, and yet, if that's their lifestyle and their uh, uh, normalcy, then uh, it, it disappears anyway. If it, if it goes in the ground, it's that's gone. True. If that's it's true. cremated, it's gone too.
1: So uh, they, the folks have choices. Okay, so uh, during a cremation, is it the casket and the body, or do you okay. ever just cremate the body?
0: No, no, no. The casket, everything is put in a retort, is what it's called. It's a, it's a furnace. Okay. And uh, it's a gas furnace, and uh, everything is consumed. And, and of course, what you have left is is ashes, and they're like fireplace ashes. They're f- fluffy. They're you can hold them in your hand. There's <laughs> there's not the bones. The bones are have all been burnt, and so now we have we have ashes, and then just enough ashes usually. it's you know to fill up an urn
1: but the bones don't burn all the way down
0: no, sometimes they are uh, what do they call them
1: they're, they're ground, I guess, and you put them in a grinder and ground yeah, them down right so yeah and then good. and then the metal from the casket uh, how did, does that get separated Yes, before screws. The-
0: yeah, before the uh, casket is put in the retort, that's all taken off. Oh,
1: it is taken off before it goes in. Okay, and then from what I understand in in the crematorium, part of the whole, the reason that the crematorium is you know licensed and it's it's there's a lot of regulations going on with that is because uh, they actually have to monitor the heat because when the body is burning it, it actually generates so much heat that it could become a dangerous situation. So they do they not sort of monitor it and cool it down in some ways? Oh Does, yes, they do,
0: and uh, there's
1: regulations.
0: No, I'm I'm walking around here with two artificial knees. Well, if I was cremated, Drew, uh, I, I, these artificial joints would uh, <laughs> would be on the uh, they're, they're, can, not, they're
1: not going to burn. Can you imagine can you saying to the funeral them? director, "Can I get my dad's knees? Yeah, can you can you resell, <laughs> can you resell, them? resell them, Dad? No, no, no. Well, that'd, be, gone. that'd be quite a market. Well, my eh? dad, dad wants to be
0: cremated, and he's <laughs> told us that. And he said, you know, my final request will be
1: make sure i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> that is a good final request yeah, yeah.
0: so there, a lot of people have artificial limbs and uh, and knees and joints and hips and uh, so it's, uh, i guess they just go in the trash bin
1: yeah yeah that's right well dad i'm looking at the clock we've just completely run out of time but as usual you know this is old hat for us we've we've talked about this on the air a couple times and during the television show i did a while back i really appreciate uh, the fact that you're you're, you know, you're very open and honest about this. It's a it's a it's a business that you've got to have obviously a little couth, a little class. You you can't be a, a village idiot uh, and be a funeral director, which is why I never got into the business. Um, and 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 the community, you know, there's a lot of respect that comes with uh, with running a funeral home. And Marshall Funeral Home has earned the respect of Richmond Hill and surrounding area for decades. And and that's because you were at the helm for so many years. And I know how you deal with people, Dad. So on air and publicly, I want to say, thanks for thanks for not embarrassing me.
0: Yeah, well, no, you're, you're <laughs> congratulations. You're uh, you're a great son, and I certainly wish you well in your endeavors. And you've been. There, I think, in your eleventh, twelfth year, and uh, thirteen, you, you, But who's county? You do a very good job with all your colleagues, too. And and then, most cases,
1: I've met them all. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to stop that. Wow. Grant Marshall. Uh, meanwhile, back at the funeral home. Thank you again, and uh, I hope you have a great Halloween. Yes, thanks, Drew. Thanks, Dad. Bye, bye. Wow. Amazing. There you go, folks. One of the most interesting segments we do on our show is when I get Dad on and we talk about dead stuff. <laughs>